Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. Life is a journey. And the only question for all of us this morning is, which direction are you headed? Life is a journey. All my balcony friends, can I get a wave up there? All right, happy Easter. Life is a journey. And all of us are headed in a different direction. The question this morning is, which direction are you headed? Life is a journey full of different twists and turns and obstacles and roadblocks. Sometimes you don't know What's ahead on the next curve and life can throw you a curveball. Life is a journey. And the question this morning is, do you like where your path is headed? Do you know which road you're on and do you like where that road is headed? Life is a journey. Life is a trip. It's a journey. There are mountaintops and there are valley lows. But regardless of where you are, irrespective of the path of your past, Jesus is here, and he's ready to meet you where you are. I don't know how long the road you've been traveling, and I don't know where you think you're going, but if you're going to make it to heaven, if you're going to make it into the kingdom, if all of us are going to get over to the other side, we got to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not into our own understanding in all of our ways, all of our considerations, all of the things we want to do. Acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. You don't have to walk alone. God is here. And wherever you are on your journey, wherever you are on the road that you're on, God is able and he's willing to meet you right where you are. Maybe the road that you're on this morning is a road of affliction. The road that you're on is a road that has been heavy, it's been hard. It's been a road full of hurt, some pain, pressures, and some problems that have been a part of your life. Maybe the pain that's been a part of your life, you've got an unfavorable diagnosis. Maybe there's been some things that's happened in your life that's caused you some pain. Maybe you're here this morning, I don't know, maybe there's pressures, there's decisions that need to be made. In home, on your job, in your family. Maybe the thing that's really causing you some affliction is all of the general problems. If it's not one thing, it's another. But I stop by to tell somebody that no matter where you are, no matter what your situation is, God is here and he's able to meet you where you are. Amen? Amen. 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 Maybe you're on the road to affliction and maybe you're just saying, life is good. Your road is full of joy this morning. You came in here. It's Easter, baby. You're excited. Life is good, right? Smooth sailing. I can't complain. Life is good. It's full of joy and excitement. Maybe you can't remember the last time that you stepped inside the walls of a church building. You're like, this is a little different in here. These people are a little crazy. I like this. 
This is good. Maybe you can't remember the last time or somebody invited you here. Let me just say this. We love new people at Hope Elam. Praise God that you are here. Praise God that you're here. Maybe life is good. Maybe it isn't. But for some of you, soak it up. Live the joy that Jesus had for you. Maybe you're on the road to joy. You know, maybe life is filled with joy and pain. And so there may be some joy, but maybe, again, the road that you're on is a road of addiction. You find yourself stuck. You're at a crossroad, kind of hooked and caught up. Like the very thing that you say, you know, I don't want to do that anymore, is the very thing you find yourself doing. The thing that has got you hooked, the thing that's got you stuck, has got you in a place that you're now depressed, you're now overwhelmed, you become desperate in life. And the road that you're traveling on is not the road that you intended. And I'll stop by, I just want to tell somebody, look, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Come on. Believe in God. Believe also in me because in my daddy's house, there are many mansions. In other words, he's got everything that you need. Everything. He said, look, and I'm going away to prepare a place for you. That where I'm going to be, that's where you're going to be also. Amen. Amen. And Jesus said to his disciples, but he says to us, and you know the way. Thomas said, well, Jesus, how do we know the way? He said, I am the way. I am the road. I am the path, the truth, and the life. No man, no woman coming to my father but by me. So regardless of wherever roads you're traveling, we can't make it without an almighty God. If you're here, God is able to turn it around. Turn it around. No matter your situation. Amen? Amen. 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 Maybe you're on the road to affliction. Maybe it's joy. Maybe your road is addiction. Maybe your road is isolation. You are surrounded this morning by hundreds of people, and yet you feel so alone. It's a road of isolation. Maybe it's because of a difficult relationship in, in your family or a, a broken marriage, or maybe you just feel so lost and disconnected from God. If you feel far away from God this morning, I got good news for you. He's not the one that left. He's been there the entire time, and he is waiting for you, and he is saying, welcome home. Welcome home. You are not alone. Maybe the road that you're on this morning is leading away from church instead of towards it, and you feel so far away from God. I got some good news for you this morning. You are surrounded this morning by a broken, imperfect, and yet loving church family that loves you, and most importantly, you are surrounded. You could not be closer this morning, right next to you, to the God that created you. You are not alone. And whatever road that you came walking down this morning to get here, whatever road of life you're on. You have not been walking alone. Jesus Christ has been walking right next to you the entire time. Because who knows? Think about this. You might be walking in victory this morning and not even know it. In our text, Luke 24, 13, there were two of Jesus' disciples, and he was walking along the road to Emmaus. And it's interesting because they were going opposite the direction of Jerusalem. They were going back home. But they were walking on this road, and as they was walking on the road, um, talking about all that had just happened, the Bible says that Jesus 
came alongside and began to just suddenly show up. But God did not allow them to recognize that it was Jesus. And as Jesus walked along with them, he asked the question. He said, why are you looking so sad? Why are you so depressed and defeated? What happened? So Jesus asked them, what are you talking about? What happened? What, what, what things? And they, they say, haven't you heard about all these things that have happened? Well, of course Jesus knows what things. He is the thing. Amen? Amen. He is the story. Jesus knows the story, but to you, Come on, have you heard about these things? And so this morning, we want to share with you three things above and beyond anything else. Three things we want you to remember. Number one, the passion of Jesus, what he did for you. Number two, the promise of Jesus for every single one of us this Easter morning. And number three, the purpose of Jesus, why he rose from the dead. Don't miss these things. And just like those two men that came walking down the road to Emmaus that first Easter, if you would be fully present, put all the distractions away and open up your heart to this good news this morning, it just might change Change everything. Everything. Oftentimes, we spend a lot of time remembering the things that we should forget and forgetting the things we should remember. Do you remember? Do you remember what things? Do you remember what happened? He, Jesus, paid the price. He paid it all. He was a ransom for me. Took my place. You do know that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of life is comes from Jesus alone. Do you remember the passion of our Lord? Do you remember the crowd? In Luke 19, Jesus had headed to Jerusalem, and they had set him on a donkey. And as he entered Jerusalem, the Bible says there was a crowd of people and they laid their garments before them, but they lifted their voices and they said, Hosanna! Hosanna, blessed be the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. The Bible said there were Pharisees who asked the teacher to rebuke his disciples. And Jesus said, listen, if they don't cry out, the rocks and the stones going to cry out. So don't be deceived by the crowd. Don't be distracted. If you got something that you know you ought to give God some glory, you know that you ought to give God some praise, don't be distracted by the crowd. Lift up your voice and lift up your praise and say hallelujah. Say glory. Do you remember the crowd? Do you remember as he was entering into Jerusalem and the crowd began to lift their voice? He headed to the upper room and spent quality time. He was eager to spend quality time with his disciples. And as he broke bread and as they had the, the Eucharist, the Bible says he left the upper room and he went to a garden. And he kneeled and he prayed. But before he went to pray, he asked the disciples, watch and pray. Three times he asked them to watch and pray. But then as he went in the garden and was praying, 
Bible says that soon as he was done, a crowd came to arrest our Lord. And he was betrayed by one of his own with a kiss. And the crowd took him away to the counselors. Do you remember the crowd? Because it was the same crowd. A few days later, the same ones who said Hosanna was the same crowd who said, crucify him. Give us Barabbas, the insurrectionist, the murderer. Crucify him. Don't be distracted, but don't be deceived by the crowd. At some point, you got to be able to stand on your own. What do you believe? We are called to be holy and to set apart. We can't just go along with the crowd. We can't do what everybody else does. We are the light of the world, salt of the earth. Do you remember what things? You remember the crowd? Do you remember the crucifixion? How they led him from judgment hall to judgment hall. The religious council, they lied on him, they entrapped him. But I want you to know, Jesus then, they didn't take his life, he gave it up. He was there for, on assignment. But do you remember the crucifixion? Do you remember how they led him from judgment hall to judgment hall, Pilate to Herod and Herod back to Pilate, and Pilate said, I find no fault. Three times, but the crowd said, crucify him. Not only did they crucify him, not only did they nail his hands, not only did they nail his feet, they nailed him, they beat him, they mocked him, they scorned him, they danced around his cross, they humiliated our Lord, they gave him sour wine. Do you remember the crucifixion? Before there could be a resurrection, there's got to be a crucifixion. You wonder why you have a road of addiction, a road of affliction, why there's suffering in our lives. To suffer with him is to reign with him. If they persecuted Jesus, you know we got to go through. Do you remember what things? Because sometimes we can be so, you know, sachet around life and say, yeah, he rose and rose indeed. But we don't remember the cost. Sometimes it's good to sit with Friday and remember the crucifixion. Not only the crowd or the You remember the cross? It was on the cross. With all of the beatings, with all of the crucifying. You remember the cross? Because when they got to a place called the skull, a place that's called Golgotha, on Calvary, they hung him high and they stretched him wide. You remember the cross? Because it was on the cross that he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. In the midst of all of the anguish and the agony, our Lord had enough compassion to think about us. As he was giving up his life, do you remember the cross? What things? It was on the cross that Jesus looked over and it's from the cross as he was looking over the land. It says, at noon, darkness covered the face of the earth. It was at that hour from noon to three, there was darkness. The sun, light, was gone. 
At that moment, suddenly the curtain, the temple, and, and the temple was, was divided, was split in two. And Jesus shouted, Father, into thy hands. I entrust my spirit. And he died on the cross. But that's not how the story ends. Today is a day that is filled with so much joy and excitement and enthusiasm and brand new Easter outfits and candy and brunch to follow and whatever you got coming. But that first Easter Sunday, it was anything but. Do you remember the cross? But do you remember that this stone once covered that tomb? Think about it for the early disciples. They've just seen Jesus, their best friend, their Lord and Savior, their Messiah, brutally beaten and murdered on a Roman instrument of torture and buried in the ground, buried in a Roman tomb and covered, <laughs> covered with a giant stone that would, scholars, theologians say, up to three tons covered with Roman soldiers. As far as they know, the story is over. Dead and buried, that's it. All they can cling to is hope. All they can cling to is the promise. Do you remember the passion, but do you remember the promise? That's all they've got. We, we had hoped. <laughs> what do you do in your life when the process doesn't match the promise? What do you do when the pieces of your life that you're trying to make sense of and hold together doesn't match the picture that God is telling? We had hoped we had hoped is what the two men on the road to Emmaus say that day. When they don't know the end of the story, they think the story is over. We had hope. We got our hopes up that Jesus was going to be the Messiah that was going to restore Israel. We had hoped. You ever got your hopes up only for them to be dashed? I, I think we've all experienced that, especially Hawkeye fans. <laughs> Can we just take a breather for a second? And just have a, a time of mourning for those of us that are Hawkeye fans. You want to talk about the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. Last week, we beat then unde undefeated, defending national champion, number one in the nation, South Carolina. You want to talk about a victory for the Iowa women. Amen? That's so amazing. What a different... Don't clap for that. Clap for Jesus. What a difference a couple days can make. Amen? The crushing, crushing defeat to LSU. We go from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. We had got our hopes up for a national championship only to be dashed. That's basketball. That's sports. And I don't think you came here this morning because you needed a victory in sports or some sort of championship or promotion in life. We need a victory that's bigger than death. Amen? That's the kind of victory that we need. We had hoped, and all of us have said that at one time or another in our lives, we had hope. You see, most of life is not lived on Friday or on Sunday. Most of life is lived on Saturday. We forget about the day in between, when we had lost hope, when we were in mourning, when we were in sorrow, when we were in waiting, and that giant obstacle was standing in between us. What do you do when the process doesn't match the promise. So we have all sorts of coping mechanisms to try to fix it, to try to make it feel better. For some of us, we just turn to being a victim and we just complain and that we realize a life of complaint just sucks the joy right out of life. Well, that won't work. And so we try to numb the pain. 
Let me just try to numb it with some substances or, or maybe a little bit of pleasure. Whatever the world has, I'm just going to go and t- take that to try to fill the void, but it's just like a Band-Aid. It covers it over and it never heals it. Yet for some of us, we just turn to bitterness. We get angry at the world around us. We get angry at God. We say, ah, the church is broken. Religion is broken. This church, these Christians are broken. You're right. We're a mess. The church is an absolute mess because it's filled with messy people. Amen? We're a mess. Turn to the person next to you and with all Easter love in your heart, say, you're a mess. Tell them that right now. You're a mess. You're a mess. Okay, let's bring, I didn't expect that to turn into a revival, okay? Let's just, some of you are sitting next to your spouse and you're like, I have been waiting for this moment. We're a mess. We're a mess. We are sinners that are desperately in need of a Savior. We are a mess, and thank God that we have a Savior. And so we try to numb the pain. We try to complain it away. We get angry. We get bitter. We get cynical. And yet none of that can fill the void, and we're left in the darkness. We're left in Saturday. We're left staring into the darkness of the tomb. Oh, I got some good news for you this morning. I got some really good news. God does some of his best work in the dark. And in the darkness of that tomb, Jesus was preparing for a breakthrough. God does his best work in the dark, in the darkness before the dawn of creation, in the darkness before Jesus came and was born that Christmas night, in the darkness of the storm before Jesus calms the storm with the disciples. Oh, Jesus does some of his best work in the dark. And what does that mean for us this Easter morning? Is that God's delay does not equal his denial. God's delay is not his denial. There is victory to be had. The story doesn't end on the cross, and the story doesn't end with a giant stone rolled across that tomb on Saturday. The story is not over. Your story is not over. Easter is here. Resurrection is here. And victory is here. Amen? Let's try it one more time. He is risen. He's risen indeed. He is risen. He's risen indeed. Oh, man. They hung him on the cross on Friday. He stayed in the ground on Saturday. But, but early, early one Sunday morning, morning he, he got, got up with all power. All power. All power. All power, all power in his hand. All power. Amen. 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 He got up. Amen. Do you remember the cross? Do you remember the tomb? But do you remember that first Easter morning, our Easter gospel from Luke 24? The women, as you just saw, went to the tomb, and they went to the tomb expecting death. They were going to anoint Jesus' dead body. They were expecting one thing, and they got another. What were your expectations walking in here this morning? Maybe you didn't think the pastors are going to walk right beside me in the aisle. This is creepy. Maybe you came expecting another boring, irrelevant church service. Maybe you came expecting a nice, cute little Easter service. Maybe you came expecting to cross off an item on your religious to-do list. I don't know what you came expecting, but you're about to find out. Last summer, my family and I were at the Iowa State Fair, and there was a street preacher. You know, you got to look out for preachers. And uh, he was standing on a soapbox with a giant megaphone and yelling at people, turn or burn, and that's kind of what we're doing this morning, Uh, and just to to yell at people about God's love, and I don't know if that's the best way of doing it, but I do not forget, I did not forget one thing that he said over and over and over. He said, you don't know, but you're about to find out. You don't know, 
but you're about to find out. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're about to find out right now. You're about to find out. And the women were about to find out as well. The women go walking to the tomb. Instead of death, they find two angels. And the angels look at them and they say this phrase that I don't want you to forget this morning. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Because for some of us this morning, we keep running back to some dead places in our lives looking for life. There, there, there are some dead places in our life that we keep running back to over and over and over again, and they do not satisfy, and they cannot fill us up, and they cannot offer us life. You want to know what the definition of insanity is? Come on, man. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, and for some of you, that's been most of your adult life. There is no life in dead places, but life is available today. Amen? Yeah, yeah. Victory is available today, and that victory comes this Easter morning only through Jesus Christ. Listen, even if you know now, but you didn't remember, don't forget. Don't forget the passion. Don't forget the ransom that the price that was paid was specifically for you and for me. So don't forget the passion. It was a ransom that was paid, and he paid it all. He paid the price. Don't forget the promise. He said, in three days, I'll rise again. Do you remember the disciples on the road of Emmaus? They were going back home. They, not had, they didn't even contend for the faith. They were like, well, we didn't see him. They had heard. The women had told him that we saw an angel. The tomb was empty. Don't forget the promise that in three days he got up. Don't forget the passion. Don't forget the promise. Don't forget the purpose. And the purpose is why we're here today. It's redemption. It's victory. It's eternal life. To those who might believe, he gave the power to become the son and the daughter Amen. of God. Amen. The promise, but the purpose. Amen? Don't forget. Don't forget. The purpose of Easter is so that every single one of us can walk in victory. And that's the only question that's left now this Easter. Are you going to hear a message about victory? Are you going to step yeah, into yeah, yeah. a victory today? Are you going to start walking in victory today? I don't know what you believe. I don't know if there's doubters and skeptics, and if there are, we're so glad that you're here. Yeah. There was a man named, think about this, there was a man named Jesus that predicted his own death and resurrection, and then he did it. I don't know what you believe, but that should get your attention. That should stop you in your tracks with this good news that Jesus did not come to make bad people good. Jesus came to make dead people come to come life on, again. Come on. And there might, be some, yeah. there might be some dead places in your life, and we don't want you to miss the good news. Mm. One of the most famous verses in all of Scripture, Jesus, it comes from his lips himself. He says to Nicodemus, he says, For God so loved the world, for God so loved you, that he gave you his one and only Son, that whoever would believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. 
The message of the Bible, the message of Christianity is very, very simple. There is a God who loves you, and he's given you this gift of salvation. Why why salvation? Because we need saving. Why do we need saving? Because no matter how strong or tough or put together or professional or how much of a doubter or a skeptic or how apathetic you are to Easter today, there are two things in this life that we will never be able to defeat. And that is the power of our own sin and the power of our death. And Jesus has kicked both of them to the curb for you this morning. Jesus has overcome. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. There are many roads that you could go down this morning. Only one of those roads lead to victory. And this is not just once a year. This is way more than a church service. If Easter is real, if the gospel is true, which it is, then eternity is at stake. Having meaning and purpose to your life right now here today is at stake. Don't forget, don't forget the purpose of Easter. There is one road of all the roads that you could walk down in your life. There is one road that leads to victory. Because he got up. Because he rose. We can take all of our burdens and lay it down at the foot of the cross. Because he got up, the dead in Christ can rise. Because he rose, bitter becomes sweet. Because he rose, darkness can become light. Because he rose, you can cross over from death to life. And there are some people right here in our congregation, people that's right here, that God has showed himself strong. And it's been down a number of roads, but God has set them free. And they're here to share with you their testimony. Amen? Amen. Listen and learn. Amen. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, that if you would listen to the message and believe in God, who sent his son, that you can have eternal life. That they that believe on him will not ever be condemned of their sins, but has already crossed over from death to life. Amen? Every single one of you, when you came in this morning, hopefully received a little card that looks like this that has a cross on it. If you didn't, just wave your hand. We got ushers walking around that can give one to you. There's pens in the pews. And I just want to give you a moment to stop and think and pause and pray. What would go on your sign? What is God calling you to leave behind so that you can walk in victory and cross over from death to life? As you're thinking about that, I want you to picture those two men on the road to Emmaus. And after they realize that it's Jesus, later on in the story, they turn to one another and they say, we're not our hearts burning within us. Some of you, your heart is burning within you right now. And I, can I just say, that's God. Yeah. And he's real. Yeah, yeah. And he is calling out to you this morning. What is it that he's calling you to leave behind so that you can walk into victory? Take a moment and write that down because this walk is for everybody. I don't know what you've been told about the church. I don't know what you've been told about Christianity. But Christianity is for the broken. Amen. Christianity is for people like you and me that are broken, sinners in need of a savior. And this morning, if you came here and if you feel ashamed because of something that you've done or something that you're doing, 
There is freedom and forgiveness that is available in Jesus Christ today. If you, if you feel like you've been misunderstood by the church, if you feel like you've been judged, <laughs> this is home for you. Welcome home. There is a place for you here, and you don't have to live in defeat. You can live in victory. This walk is for everybody. Easter is a big old Jesus party, and you are invited to the party. Every single one of you. So in a moment, here's what we're going to do. It's not just for those five. It's for all of us. And we want to invite you to write something down on that card. It doesn't matter what it is. And we want you to come up. Yes, come up and lay that in the baskets at the feet of the cross. Leave it behind. And then take this walk from death to life. And you can cheer, you can do a happy dance, you can have a party on the bridge, whatever you want, because Jesus is alive. Amen? Amen. Amen. This is for everybody. Come on up. We're going to have prayer and care team members up here. We have a free gift to give you as you leave today. Stop at the end of the bridge. Be prayed for. Take a moment. Be fully present. So we'll invite all of those helpers up, those care and prayer folks up. We're going to give you time. If you're in the balcony, you got plenty of time. We'll be here all day if we need to, to take that walk from death to life. This is for everyone. Families, the young, the old, the rich, the poor, wherever you are, whatever road you're on, This is for you. It's time to walk in victory. Amen? Amen. He is risen! He's risen indeed! He is risen! Come on up. Let's celebrate Easter together. Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope-elam.org.